back to the Dennis and Friends podcast, a place where my friends and I talk about whatever we want to talk about, whatever interests us, or what's going on in life and around the world. My name is Dennis Gartman Jr. I host this podcast, and this is episode number three. Quick turnaround after episode two that came out a few days ago, because we've got a really busy week um, this week with lots of uh, work-related things going on, so bringing this episode a lot sooner than I thought. And it's a little change of plans from what I said was going to happen in episode two. We were going to do another iteration of EPL talk with Clayton, um, but Clayton got sick a few days ago, so we're going to hold off on that for a little bit. Um, Clayton, hope you feel better, bro. We're going to shift a little bit this week. If you are a new listener, welcome. Thanks for being here. If you are a faithful, recurring listener, after the first two episodes, thanks for being here as well. Um, we are going to shift from talking about real football, known as soccer, into talking about the other type of football a little bit. Um, this week, we're going to be pretty sports-centric. Um, I'm going to go straight into it. There's not a long intro piece this week, just because you know there's a lot going on, and I don't have a lot of time to think about just life in the world, because... Work is really crazy this week in a lot of different ways, which is okay. Um, but I just wanted to get this episode out fast. So we're going to segue into the main section today. We are talking NFL playoffs. It's Super Wildcard Weekend with all the, the big games, um, six playoff games, including one on Monday night, which is super cool. Um, I've got one of my great longtime friends coming in to talk about this with me. So I hope you guys are excited. hope you guys enjoy this segment of talking NFL playoffs. Here we go. Okie dokie. Here we are. Episode 3. We are not doing Hermetic Time today, as I mentioned earlier. Instead, we are going to talk the other type of football, the pigskin type of football. The true kind of football. Yes, that's right. Um, That voice you just heard is my great friend, one of my first friends, from the U.S., which means we've known each other since like 2006, which is a very long time. This is my my boy, Taco. Is it just Taco Josh on YouTube? Or? I think it's Taco Josh 114. But <laughs> okay. depending on the internet circles you ask, I am Taco or I am Josh. <laughs> no one remembers the number, and so a lot of people in MLB know me as Taco, or in the MLB like the, the show, show community. World? Yeah. Know me as Taco, uh-huh. but it's Taco Josh okay. one one four. There you go. You can call me any of those. Yes, of course. Josh and Ahosa, everybody, um, is here with me today. We are doing this in person at my house on a Tuesday night after work after we just finished up basketball practice because we started doing that this week. Um, like I said, we've known each other for literally an eternity. It feels like him and his brother Caleb. Um, we met at church and it just hit off since then. We bond over many things like music, worship leading, guitar, video games, but we really bond over sports. Um, and today we're going to talk about each of the playoff games this weekend in the NFL because it's Super Wildcard Weekend. We're going to predict who wins each game. We're only going to do it for this round. For this episode, we're going to do an episode on each round as the playoffs go on because it'd be kind of weird to just do it all at once and then by next week, half of our picks are going to be wrong and then what's the point? So we're going to do it round by round. True, because um, none of these are going to be right. Yeah. We're going to go 0-6. <laughs> I, I, I feel better about 1-5, to be honest with you. But we're going to do it round by round and it'll be fun. So, okay, I guess we'll just... Jump in, yeah. Let's start with the the first game. I don't know what the first game is on Saturday. What is it? It is Bengals Raiders. Okay. Ten and seven Raiders versus ten and seven Bengals. Okay. In uh, Cincy. Okay. You want to start? Just talk about each team and what you think I will happen say, and stuff. I think the more exciting of these teams is Cincy. Okay. For sure. I would agree. I think Burrow and Chase and Mixon, like that, is the team that I would prefer to win. Um, I think they are the better team. The Raiders, I think, are a good team. I mean, if you watch the Sunday night game, they're a good team, but I have concerns with the Raiders closing. Okay. Like closing out games late. Okay. Uh, I think Carr is a fine quarterback. I don't think he's elite, but I think he's good enough to win you 
a playoff game or two. Mm-hmm. I think the roster is good enough. I just have worries about them closing. Yeah. And also potentially coming down after a, uh, I mean, a pretty intense game Very. down to the wire Sunday yeah. night yeah. on a short week into Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting game that, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Do you, quick aside, do you believe the bit of the Raiders were going to let the clock run out? Do you really believe they were going to do that? I don't know because I understand why they kicked the field goal because it does seem like a potential stab in the back for the Chargers to call a timeout. Like yeah. you don't want to punt there, obviously. Yeah. But the play calls leading up to that timeout, it felt like they were trying to let the clock run out because it was two runs up the middle. Right. And you're like, oh, they're just going to they're gonna tie. Mm-hmm. I honestly thought it was a pretty uh, pretty interesting move to call a timeout to kick a field goal because if that goes wrong, like if that's blocked and returned for a touchdown and the Chargers pull that out, yeah, like you look so dumb. Really, like, really bad. That's, I mean, he's an interim, yeah, but that's like a fireball offense if he's... Yeah, no, there's no way they bring him back. Yeah, exactly. I think I'm, I'm looking at both of these teams... Um, for all you people that like to bet, I don't like to bet because I don't have money to bet. But the Bengals are a six and a half point favorite um, as of now, as I'm looking at this thing online. The thing about this game is that I think it's going to end up a lot closer than you think, but it shouldn't be in some ways. You look at the Bengals, they have, I mean, Burrow has been amazing, 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 especially the second half of the year. Jamar Chase has been amazing. And the, there are other guys that really stepped up, like, T. Higgins has had a couple of really good weeks. Tyler Boyd had a really good week like two or three weeks ago. Joe Mixon is always pretty consistent. They're tied at CJ. I can't remember his last name, but um, he's been pretty good. They have so much on the offensive side of the ball that as long as they do a semi-decent job of protecting the line, that's kind of the, that's a, their biggest weakness. Weakness, I cannot talk. Their biggest weakness on offense is um, their line, which that's kind of always been the case over the last couple of years. If they just are even solid, like they're going to be fine because the Raiders defense is, it's okay. Like it's not like elite or anything, but it's just been a little like rocky, like week in and week out. And so I would, I would imagine Cincinnati just will find ways to be creative with their, with their skilled guys and be able to move the ball around the field in certain ways. I'm not going to be surprised if the Raiders pull it out, though, just because of everything that they've been through this year with all the guys that they've lost and have been in and out and just the way that the Gruden stuff happened and, uh, you know, John Madden passing away a couple weeks ago. There's just been a lot that has happened within the ecosystem of that organization that I don't know if it's a chip on their shoulder, but they just have, like, they have a lot of heart, I think, and they have something to like play for. You know what I mean? They've definitely gone through, I would say, top three teams in the league, like adversity-wise. Yeah. Shout out Urban Meyer. Yes. <laughs> Not <laughs> but, shout out Urban Meyer, uh, but yes. Yeah. They've gone through so much, and also they've won their last four. Now, yeah. they haven't won by a lot, but they have won their last four coming in. Yeah. Which they're they're hot, and since he's not, since he's have they lost their last couple of games, or am I tripping? They lost their last one. Okay, no, because they won. Yeah, they won week sixteen against uh, or week seventeen against Kansas City, mm-hmm. right? That was and they a bit. Beat Baltimore. Yeah. The week before that, yeah, yeah, by twenty. Yeah, they just had a crappy last game, which happens. But I I do think Carr has that experience from a few years ago when they won that game. Or they had a close game against the Texans. That was the last time they were in the playoffs, right? When they played, I believe so. Yeah. yeah. Did they win that game? I'm pretty sure. Or am I just totally wrong here? I don't remember. That would have been Deshaun Watson's Texans, right? I don't remember them winning a playoff game with Watson. I might be off base. But yeah, I don't remember either. I don't know. That's a that's a whole nother bit. I do think that Carr's experience will help him to be able to have poise. Renfro's had a really great year. Shout out to him for being on my fantasy team, for being a great pickup middle of the season after my receivers were really bad anyway. So I all that to say, I think they have, they can definitely win this game. It is not like 
they're out of it. And they're also smart for winning the game against uh, L.A. Uh, this past weekend because if they would have tied, uh, they would have had to play Kansas City. Um, would have gone. Which very poorly, they got creamed by them. They're in the same division, right? So mm. twice this year. So I, I have the Raiders making it a game, but we're going to go to tr- predictions now. I, I don't think they win. I think the Bengals just have too much on the offensive end. And the Raiders have too inconsistent of a defense that it's just going to, it's not going to be able to be canceled out in favor of Vegas. So I'm going to say the Bengals win by, I'm not, I don't like giving specific scores when it comes to predicting football games, but I'm going to say they win. I'm going to say the Bengals win by 10. I think Vegas is beat up. I think their offense is tough. Waller's been in and out. Waller's not 100%, and he's one of their better He's their best receiver. Yeah. He is now. And then Jacobs is not 100%, and he's their... He's their back. He's their guy. And so that scares me. Yeah. That, I think they would make it a game. I'll go Cincy by, like, 13. I don't know that it's going to be particularly close. I think home field and the fact that it's going to be, like, 20 degrees because it's Ohio in January, I think Cincy wins by a fair amount. I don't know that if you played it at a neutral site, it would be a two-score game. Sure. But I think Cincy's a better team Okay. overall. Okay. And I think Burrow has big game. I mean, he oh, won a national yeah. championship. Yeah. So like, I'm not worried about Burrow not rising to the occasion. No, I'm not either. So all of that to say, I think Cincy easily, I would think. If yeah. it's close, I think the Raiders win. Yeah. If it's within a score, I think the Raiders will win the game. Yeah. If it's not, I think Cincy by... By hair. 13. Or, or by so. 13, yeah. The only reason why I'm a little hesitant to give Cincy a bigger margin of victory is just because of their past playoff history, the ghost of of years past with them since they haven't won a playoff game and I don't know how long. I know it's different now. The like, circumstances are different. Yeah. They don't have... You don't have Marv Lewis. <laughs> you don't have the Nissan Altima of quarterbacks that is Andy Dalton. <laughs> or uh, was it Palmer before him? Yeah. Yeah. Carson Palmer before... Like, the before, last memorable yeah. one pre-Dalton. Yeah. I don't know. I think Burrow is able to overcome that. Though. Oh, absolutely. He's got, he's got the it factor that a Cincy quarterback has not had in a long time, or just like a lot of quarterbacks in the NFL, like yeah, don't have, like he's had that ever since he got to the league last year. So that's that game. That's a three 30 central standard time kick. So we'll be able to watch that this weekend when we're together. Four hours later is Pat's bills round three in Buffalo oh, yeah, again. Um, I'll start this one. I'm not going to explain too much because the bills have been a lot better recently and the Patriots have just not been. They've, they are not trending in the right direction in most areas. And so I don't just don't think this game is going to be really close. I think the Bills have figured out how to get to Mac. I think they're going to figure out a way to get this one at home and to have some redemption from that first game, that Monday night game of a month or so ago. I'm going to say the Bills win by 14 at least. I think this has potential to be closer than the first game. Really? For, yeah. For a number of reasons. I think that Monday night game, whether or not it's like true or I'm making it to be bigger than it is, like New England won that Monday night game in the wind or whatever. It was like wind and snow, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, without a quarterback, basically. Like Mac Jones threw the ball like three times. Yeah. So the like, hey, we're going to get to Mac Jones. Like, I don't know that that matters a ton if you don't need to throw the ball to beat Buffalo, then it should be it should be at least reasonably close, I think. I think Belichick can coach it to where they are within a score late. I can respect that. Um, my other bit with Buffalo is that when they played that Monday night game, they had no run game outside of Josh Allen, right? Like, it was just him. They've had a weird RB room all year. But ever since that game, starting with the the Tampa game, they've gotten better on the ground. And Singletary has been awesome the last three weeks. And so him trending upward at the right time and them having a run game outside of Josh Allen, just like scrambling for his life, I think that helps them 
tremendously to kind of come back. Because, you know, the Patriots are going to run the heck out of the ball for as much as they can because they've got the people. They've got Damian Harris. They've got, I don't know who their backup backs are off the top of my head, but they've got the people to do it and to do it well. Buffalo did it uh, a month ago, but now they do because Singletary's been awesome. And the guy that's not Zach Moss, the other backup, had a good game against Tampa when they came back and lost in overtime. So that's that's why I feel more inclined to go towards Buffalo and to say that it's not going to be that close because they they have ways to not rely on Josh as much as they did the first game. I think it is, so aside to that, the high that day is like four degrees. Woo! So I don't know, like for wind reasons, passing was not a big thing in the first game, but for like cold reasons it may not be a big thing for this game sure just because like grip yeah so i don't know i think it has potential to be close this gives me like a big 10 saturday game on a playoff saturday in the yeah. nfl yeah vibes like this could be another 14 10 game okay. i would hammer the under i don't know what the over under is but i would hammer the under uh the so the Bills are a four and a half favorite. Just it's right. forty three point five. Okay, I would go under that. Yeah, I would feel inclined to go under too, but not like a huge under. I would imagine at least thirty five were scored. I don't know about forty three or, or forty five. Yeah, I don't know. I'll go Buffalo by. Uh, I'll go Buffalo by four. Okay, Buffalo by four. That's that sounds appropriate for. Yeah, a Buffalo home game. It just feels right, <laughs> you know. Are those the only two games on Saturday mm-hmm. because because of the Monday night game? Okay. I will say, I will be rooting for New England because I desperately want a New England-Tampa Super Bowl. <laughs> You've been saying that because, for like the last month. Yeah, dude. I Can't have been on that train since like October, yeah. and I'm still on that train because it is still possible. The internet will break, but I think that would be a fantastic Super Bowl. Strictly for the storylines going in. Yeah. It would be incredible. Yes, I would agree. Okay, that is the Saturday games. Oh, they're both AFC. I didn't realize that. Now we go to the Sunday games. The first one at noon, our time, is the Bucks at home against the Eagles. The Bucks are a nine-point favorite. Over-under is at 49 points. I'll let you start this one. I don't have much to say about this one, to be honest with you. I think this is the most or the second most like cut and dry game going in. I think Tampa wins probably easily. Like Philly's won four of their last five, uh, which is good. But I mean, you talk about I go back and forth on like is momentum a thing week to week? Mm-hmm. And I don't know that positive momentum is is a huge thing week to week. Like, it can be in, like, basketball and baseball because you're going from one night to another. Yeah. But it's just, like, a week is a long time to sit on, like, a win. Sure. Yeah, I would agree with that. But on the flip side of that, I do think negative momentum is potentially a thing. Yeah, it could be, like, a a cloud hanging over you. Right. I think that the negative momentum thing... Probably a bigger deal than a positive momentum thing, in my opinion. But, and even though it was the backups, losing by like 26 or 25 to Dallas, I understand they didn't play. It was the Gardner Minshew show. They're playing a bunch of backups. Do love me some Gardner Minshew. Dude, you ever see him in jorts? Oh, yeah. That is... That bit was pretty funny. That, the handlebar mustache. Like, he (sighs) might be my favorite quarterback. So great. And he's like... And he's not like a terrible person either. Like all yeah. accounts are like he's a good dude and he's very funny. He's so. so funny. But I do think I do love me some Gardner Minshew in shorts. That does uh that does make <laughs> me question my straightness at times because <laughs> like he just he looks good, you know? Josh <laughs> Allen looks great in shorts. I'm not afraid to admit that as a man. Okay. But he has some nice legs. Garner Minshew in shorts. <laughs> Elite. And for that reason, Philly by 30. No. Uh, <laughs> I think Tampa Bay by a couple of scores easily. I It was the backups. I understand that. Dallas was playing a, playing a practice squad, but it just cannot be good vibes losing by 26 to a division rival going into now we have to play Tom Brady in the playoffs. Like it just It's not good, no, I think. Not good. I'm going to keep mine short and sweet. I think Tampa wins by at least 17 because they have 
guys coming back from injury. I don't know about this week for some of the guys, especially on the defensive end of the ball, but it looks like Fournette is back. And that in itself is huge because their backups have not been like great over the last few weeks. Um, obviously, their receiver core is not as strong as it was earlier in the year because Godwin doesn't have an ACL or like a healed ACL. And uh, I don't even want to talk about the AV situation because that's just all ridiculous to me. That's a whole um, nother podcast situation. <laughs> and I feel like it's too late to do an episode on that because that was last week, to be honest. No, there is still stuff coming out. <laughs> have you seen that? Like that could be one we, we could talk about mind. just the fact that he was with Kanye last night. True. <laughs> and what all that means. Or the man formerly known as Kanye West. I'm what sorry. What is he known as? Yay. Do you oh. not know that? No, I missed that <laughs> completely. Is that like another Prince situation where the artist formerly known as Prince? Well, like, Yay is his legal name. Oh, really? Like, so he just changed Like, it. actual legal name is just Y-E, Yay. That's crazy. Yeah. Was Kanye just too long? I, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, once you... Once you don't have a wife anymore, I guess that... You can just change it. I guess. I guess that's how it works. I don't know, to be honest with you. Anyway, all that to say, <laughs> obviously they're depleted on the receiving end, but Mike Evans has been phenomenal. They still have Gronk. Their backups have been fine. Lenny being back is good because he was a big factor of them early in the year, not just running the ball, but just like they ran a lot of short like little passes, like little dumps to him like all year long. Um, I look back at that game against uh, Indy where he had, like, he just went off. I don't remember the stats off the top of my head, but he had a really great game that game. So I, this is not going to be that big of a contest to me. The Eagles are fine. They're a fine team. I did not expect them to make the playoffs, to be honest with you. Same. Um, but Jalen Hurts has had a really good year, and I want to give him props for that because I was kind of concerned as to whether he would last, and it looks like he's going to last. Um, a decent amount of time in the league. He's just got to, you know, him. he's like Lamar. He's got to get that arm better. I think Jalen Hurts at least gives you the illusion that he's good. Yes. Yeah. At times. Like, he may not be, but sometimes you're like, wow, he might actually be good. Yeah. And I think that's a step up yeah. from uh, Wentz. Yeah. I would agree. I would not be surprised if it's like a blowout, to be honest with you. I think there's a reason it's the noon game. Yeah. I would agree. I also feel, uh, looking ahead, I also feel the same way about Steelers Chiefs, but we'll talk about that yeah. here in a little bit. Let's talk about, uh, okay, this is going to be spicy because I feel very strongly about how this game is going to go, and I might be totally wrong, and you will be attending this game. I will be attending this with game. With your dad? Are you going with? Yes. With, yeah, me with and my dad. Game? We have okay. not been to a game in AT&T Stadium. Really? I think the last game I went to, and I'm not even lying to you, was when Dallas played New England in that undefeated season. No way. In 07? That may be the last no game. Way. The last Dallas game I've been to. Wow. Yeah. That's a long time yeah. ago. Yeah, so I'm pumped. Wow. I'm super excited to go to a game and a playoff game. I would settle for like a regular season or a preseason. Yeah, but and you got cheap tickets. Yeah. Yeah. Super awesome. There you go. We are talking about, if you didn't know, and also because we are in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, we're talking about the hometown, not my favorite team, the Dallas Cowboys at home against the Niners. It's like we're in the 90s. The The spread is only, the Cowboys are only a three-point favorite over under 50 and a half, which seems very appropriate, I think, in yeah. some ways. I'm going to go first. I have concerns about the Cowboys' defense, over the last couple of weeks, I was reading something earlier today that Philly's backup scored 26 on them. Like that was the specific amount they scored on them the other night. And that enough for me gives me cause for concern. And I know the Cowboys are not like amazing, amazing at home um, or they haven't been the last couple of years. The Niners are, they're hot, right? Like they've been on a streak the last couple of games. Niners won four or five, yeah. Them having a healthy Debo just does wonders for them because he unlocks their offense in ways that him not being there just it just can't, you know. Um, Elijah Mitchell has been amazing. For them losing Mostert, your boy. Um, <laughs> yeah. Only your boy because you drafted him in fantasy and then he immediately, <laughs> immediately got on pick. IR. Oh, man. Mitchell's been pretty great for a rookie. Um, stepping into that role Kittle has had a kind of an up and down year by his standards but he's had a couple of really great weeks recently Ayuk has come on strong the last few weeks as well and yeah the Cowboys have a great offense um, they have elite receivers 
um, and Amari and CD. Well, Cedric has been doing pretty solid filling in for uh, for Gallup. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Niners. Okay, I'm gonna think the Niners win. It's gonna be close as heck. I think like three, three or or okay. seven. But I think Garoppolo, as long as he's not an idiot and doesn't turn the ball over, they're gonna find a way. Right. I think they find a way. I don't I don't trust McCarthy. I don't trust McCarthy. I just have an itch about him at That's the moment fair. that I don't trust. You know? I trust Dak. Dak has been amazing this year. I don't trust McCarthy. I think that it depends on what Dallas team shows up. So like there are two there are two sides of Dallas. Right. So if the team that showed up against Arizona shows up, I think it's San Francisco by like ten. By a couple of scores. Yeah. But if it's the Dallas that's like not even plays their potential, just like stays out of their own way, I think Dallas wins by Especially on offense. A touchdown. Right. I mean, they have the highest scoring offense in the league. Like yeah. the the offense, I think, as long as they stay out of their own ways penalty wise, I think they'll be okay. Uh, I don't fully trust they're going to do that, but yeah. if they do I think Dallas wins pretty soundly. I think the defense will be okay. And I think that for a couple of reasons. Because okay. last week you were missing Parsons and, and Diggs. Diggs, who is like pass rusher one and cornerback one right. on the roster. Right. And then uh, even though it was the backups, like those are significant pieces to be missing against anybody. Yeah. But obviously allowing 26 to Philly's practice squad not ideal not coming in. But I think those additions help. And also Garoppolo not being fully healthy. Yeah, because he's not. And he hasn't been for the last like two or three weeks, right? Yeah. Uh, I think that helps Dallas's defense also. Sure. Because it's a throwing hand problem. And so, I mean, you watch some, like some of his throws look fine. But there are some that, that are you're really like, bad. what is happening? Like, I have dated girls that are throwing a tighter spiral than Garoppolo <laughs> right now. Like, not even a joke. Quality. Um, like, it's bad. Like, so, to me, it depends. This is the most, like, this could go any number of directions game to me. Yeah. For sure. This is the one that I don't feel like any... Like, I I say the Niners are going to win, and I have no confidence of that. Like, this could be... Yeah. This could be 50 to 45. This could be 12 to 6 like it was for 3 quarters of the title right, game last right. night. I'll go I'll go Dallas by 7. Okay, that seems fair. I think that San Francisco even with a like not 100% Garoppolo is good enough to keep it close. I think Dallas's offense is really good though. Yeah. Very, and I think the good. defense is very good also. Yeah. Like if Dallas stays out of their own way, they could like reel off four wins against anybody. Oh, yeah, they could win. Yeah, absolutely. Or they could get in their way and get knocked out by like 30 points against the Niners on Sunday. I don't know. It depends. It's real exciting because you don't know. But I'll go Dallas by seven. Okay. You go have Dallas by seven. I have the Niners by... I'm going to stick with Niners by three. Okay. That's what I'm going to stick with. I think it'll be a good game. Yeah. It's probably the best game... Except for it's one of them, one of the best for sure. One that one and Cardinals Rams should be pretty great. I would think so. Moving on, the Sunday night game. Gosh, what a lame Sunday night game! Is Steelers Chiefs? Is this Big Ben's last game? Absolutely, one hundred percent. The Chiefs are a twelve and a half point favorite. Over under forty six and a half. You start. I will say the Steelers cover. But lose by 10. <laughs> okay. I don't think they lose by 13 or 12 and a half, whatever that number was. But I do not think they win. Although they have, they won their last two. So maybe. Yeah. And Ben, I don't know. There's something about Ben knowing like this is it. I got to leave it all in the field. That being said, Ben Roethlisberger is about to go like 29 for 58. Because they're just going to throw it because there's no other. Well, but, uh, it's either they throw it or they're just going to give the ball to Najee Harris because yeah. he's their only running back. I mean, the TikTok bowl, is that what we can call this? Because yeah. uh, Jackson Mahomes and 
the entire the entire Steelers wide receiving core. Uh, did you see the Instagram live that yeah. they did after the game on Sunday? Kill Tomlin me. was getting after it. <laughs> Absolutely top tier content. Incredible, to be honest with you. I don't have much to say about this game. The Chiefs are the best team in the AFC, probably. I don't say that in full confidence, but they're the most balanced for sure as far as their defense ever since the middle of the year has gotten so much better and their offense has figured out ways to um, combat because everybody was everybody figured out after the Bucks beat them in the Super Bowl last season like how to stop their like big dynamic plays. So they've gone to more like short passing routes and screen plays and little dumps to the backs and stuff. That's why like their their running backs have had a pretty solid year, um, at least from a fantasy perspective. Not that fantasy matters anymore. But um I don't think this is a game. <laughs> I really don't. Um this the Steelers are too inconsistent for me to warrant them giving them any sort of chance. I'm gonna say Chiefs by seventeen at least, but it could get ugly. I really think it could get ugly. Because yeah. that's what it was the other night when they played, like, what, two, three weeks ago? The last time the Steelers lost was against the Chiefs, right? And they beat mm-hmm. the heck out of them. Yeah, this is a tough Sunday night game. And, like, when you get to the playoffs, everybody's good, right? Right. Like, you're not playing a bad team. I mean, the fact that they lost, like, what, the day after Christmas by 26 mm-hmm. in Kansas City? Mm-hmm. I mean, we talked about negative momentum. Like, that cannot be... It cannot be good vibes in the Steelers' locker room right now. No. No. Like, we're in the playoffs, but we're also probably about to get murdered. Yeah. But to pivot off that, you said something. I think the Chiefs are the most balanced, but outside of, like, the Steelers and the Raiders, you could tell me any of those teams are the AFC representative in the Super Bowl, and you could argue your way there. And you'd be like, oh, yeah. absolutely. The AFC is so much more wide open than the NFC to me. And even then, the NFC is still pretty wide open. Yeah, this is the most wide open playoffs. Like in a long time. Right. I long think time. the Raiders and the Steelers, it's tough because the, like, the top five are just so good. But even like the Patriots, if the Patriots win, like that's kind of a dangerous team. Yeah, because their defense is so stinking mm-hmm. good. Um, Because they have playmakers, not just, like, guys that get stops. Like, they can force turnovers and stuff. I don't think Pittsburgh has a chance. Yeah, I don't either. And even looking at the NFC, like, the Eagles have no shot. The Niners could reel off wins just because their offense is good enough. Like, they have – their skill guys are so good Mm -hmm. that they could could run. They could make a run. I don't think they make the Super Bowl. Absolutely not. But – if everything went their way, they could be there again after being there two years ago. You know what I mean? And it depends on Garoppolo being healthy, of course. All right. So last game, man, we've flown by through this pretty quickly. Um, Last game is the Monday night, the first wildcard weekend Monday night game ever, I think. Um, It's Cardinals Rams in LA at SoFi. First playoff game at SoFi. Rams are a four point favorite over under 50 even. So the Rams are coming off a game where they lost to the Niners that helped the Niners get into the playoffs. But the Rams also won the division, even though they lost because the Cardinals lost against the Seahawks, the really bad Seahawks team. I think about these teams, and they're they're both in weird waters right now because the Cardinals, ever since their hot start of the year, they have fallen off real quick in part because of you know kyler and him being hurt and him not being like amazing like he was at the start of the year and stuff and they've been depleted by injuries as far like hopkins hasn't been there um as much um Edmonds hasn't been there even though james connor's been amazing to fill in that void they just have been very just up and down and even the Rams too like stafford has been pretty bad over the last like month in some ways just not being smart and throwing more picks than he needs to. And uh, I don't know. It's it's an interesting matchup because they're both in precarious situations. But I feel like I, I think I trust the Rams more just ever so slightly. Um, their defense, I mean, it hasn't been amazing like it was last year. 
But you still have Aaron Donald. You still have Jalen Ramsey. You have whatever you have of Von Miller. And between that and the the names that they have on the offensive side of the ball, I mean, Cooper Cup just had one of the best years for a wideout in a long time. One of the triple crown. Yeah. Between him and OBJ has actually been pretty solid for them. What a pickup by the Rams, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. To take a flyer on Odell and then it actually worked. Yeah. That's Make, what the Bucks wanted with Antonio Brown. Yeah. It didn't. Yeah. Didn't work I mean, out. Odell hasn't gone shirtless yet. <laughs> yeah. On field in game. Yet. 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 You never know. Has Odell attacked a kicking net again? Has he? Like lately? I know he did early. Have you not seen that clip? No. Anybody that's made it to what are we 30, 45 minutes in? Something like that. Go look up Odell attacks a kicking net <laughs> and then like makes up and like fake proposes to the kicking net. What? Because it is a fantastic clip. You need to watch it. Oh later boy. For sure. Okay. Well, that's what I'm doing right after we get done. Yeah. Ellie has those guys on the receiving end and uh, Daryl Henderson is hurt, but Michelle's filled in pretty nicely. Apparently, Cam Akers is back. Like, he's coming back this weekend like he might be able to play some which is pretty weird to me but also good for him for recovering so fast this game's gonna be i think deceptively high scoring but also down to the wire because the, the rams defense like i said has not been amazing even though they they're seen they seem to be the better team going into this game than the cardinals are i'll give my prediction in a sec i'm gonna shut up and let you talk i'll go so man like in a vacuum everybody healthy I think Arizona's a better team. I okay. think. Now, is Watt coming back this weekend? He's supposedly practicing Thursday. Okay. So I don't know what percentage of Watt it is, but I mean, any percentage of Watt you will take, right? Because not only just him being out there as like what he does, but I think he elevates their defense. Would agree. A lot. Yeah, in a vacuum, I think Arizona's a better team. Also, though, again, negative vibes they've lost four of their last five and their one win was a a game where they won by three to a dallas team that did not show up yeah only because kyler is like if there's one stadium that he will always be elite at it's for some reason at&t stadium i don't understand maybe (laughs) he needs to come to dallas at some point yeah and just reel off 17 and 0 season after Seventeen and zero season, but no, I think man, I'll pick the dog here. I think Arizona pulls it out. Really? I think so. Okay. I think it's close. This is the most toss up game. I think. I think Arizona is good enough and are now healthy ish enough to. I think to win this game. I don't trust the Rams' offense. I think. Okay. I don't I don't have a r- real reason for that. I just do not think that they are like well enough put together that if you just doubled cup, if you just doubled cup, I don't know what the Rams do in response to that. Like I don't know that Stafford is an elite enough quarterback to raise the rest of if you just take Cup out of the game, coverage-wise, not sure. Sean Payton-wise. Right. I don't know that Stafford is... He's a fine quarterback. Yeah. But he is Andy Dalton of, like, he is supremely average. He will not lose you a lot of games, but he's not going to win you games. He's not going to yeah. be a difference maker. I think Arizona has potential to pop off. Like, Arizona, to me, has potential to put up, like, 50 just because they're that kind of team that every once in a while they are explosive enough where if plays pop i mean you're scoring a lot of points very rapidly yeah and i do not think that if that happens the rams have any kind of chance i don't think they have the firepower to keep up with that so i'll go cardinals by i think i mean whoever you're picking it's like (laughs) dude so within three or four yeah i think it's I'll say cards by four. Rams by three. Okay. So we differed on this game. We differed on the Niners-Cowboys game. This is my underdog pick. I think the Cardinals, if they put it together, that's another team that could, like Dallas, like if they put it together, they could be in the Super Bowl, and I don't think that would be 
all that shocking. No. It's going to be tough to win in Lambeau. Yeah, but yeah, that's what I was going to say. But that's also for uh, that's for, for future week. That's for next episode. For next week. Um, when we find out who the Packers play. Is it still the bit where the lowest seed, whatever the, the lowest seed remaining, goes to the one seed? Is that the bit? I believe that is right. Who's the five seed in the NFC? Is it? The, it would be the Cardinals. So, the, like, if the Cardinals were the lowest seed, they would play the Green Bay. They would play Green Bay. Okay. I believe that's how that would work. Sure. Which means it would be Dallas, Tampa, or it would be San Francisco, Green Bay, and then Arizona or whoever. Tampa. I don't know. Yeah. There's a lot of situations that could arise. Yeah. It's too difficult to do this without yeah. having it written down. But yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure it's the lowest seed goes to... To the one. Right. We can talk about this more next week, but I want to I wanna pose the question now, and then I want us to end with our thoughts because we watched the college side of game last night. I want to talk about that for a little bit. How, how much do you trust the Titans as the one seed? I think the Titans are the most complete team. Really? I think so. Really? Even more so than Green Bay? Yeah. I think Tennessee is the best team in the NFL right now. Why? They are the epitome of Mike Vrabel. Like, there is no team that is, like, the perfect image of their coach than the Tennessee Titans. I trust Tannehill. I trust the run game. I mean, in the playoffs, you have to run the football. Right. There's not a team in the AFC. There's not a team in the playoffs right now that I'm like, they are stopping Derrick Henry. If he's 100% or even close to 100%. Right. I think Tennessee is the best team in the NFL right now. I think it's close. Like, it is wide sure. open. But I think if it came down to picking who is winning the Super Bowl, like, right now, I think it's Tennessee. I think Tannehill's, he's not great, right? Right. He is like a step above. He is the NFL version and like one step above Stetson Bennett. <laughs> okay. But he, I think he is good enough that with that team, you were like, okay, we're, we, can, we can do this. Like Joe Flacco won a Super Bowl, dude. Like Ryan Tannehill can win a Super yeah. Bowl. Yeah. I was not expecting you to say that, but you make a compelling case. I don't trust him as much as you do, but I am also like, oh, they're going to lose in the divisional round. Like... I agree they could easily make it all the way. It just depends on if Derek's healthy, you know? Like, if he's not there fully, then, like, I worry about... um, Because the receiving game for them has been really weird this year because AJ and Jones have been, like, in and out because of injuries and stuff. And I wonder if Tannehill has enough chemistry with the both of them to be able to to do good things in a playoff game or in a stretch of playoff games. I trust them 70%. What would be your number? I would say I'm like at 90. Okay. I don't know that it's a 90% chance they make the Super Bowl. Sure. But I trust, I have like, I'm pretty high on the Titans. Like if you go down the list of like who they would have to play, obviously better than Steelers and Raiders. I think they're better than Cincy. I mean, I think they're better than Kansas City. Like, Kansas City's flashier. Like, Kansas City, if they blow up offensively, nobody's beating Kansas City. Right. But I don't trust that Kansas City is going to blow up offensively against Tennessee. If they were going to play this week, I would trust the Tennessee team more than I would trust the Kansas City team. Okay. Their defense is pretty good. Like, well, not pretty good. It's very good. Yeah. So, I would agree with that. We'll revisit that next week when we find out who they play and their path to... I don't know. I think Buffalo Buffalo might be the second team for me. I think it might be Tennessee-Buffalo. If Buffalo survives, I think it could be Buffalo-Tennessee. I would tend to agree with that. Just because Kansas City, if their defense reverts back to early season defense, it's over for them because their offense has been figured out. And unless Andy Reid has some magic or Enemy has some magic. Which he might. We don't know. know. Never know. We'll see, though. We'll see. Okay, let's end on this, um, and then we'll come back next week and do divisional round. Title game. We watched the title game together last night at your house, and it was great. We watched every single CFP playoff game this year together. What are your thoughts on, on the game, how it went down, anything that you that caught your eye, anything that you liked or didn't like? 
just general thoughts. Man, I've said for years field goals win championships, and I don't know that I've ever seen a uh, a first half that has more resembled mm-hmm. that thing that I definitely say all of the time. <laughs> <laughs> so you d- okay? I, I don't know if you do say it, but sure. No, dude, field goals win championships. Okay, then you do say it, sure. Um, <laughs> I was very surprised with how the game ended. Because you know that agree. that first two quarters and a half. Oh, boy. But once that first touchdown by Georgia was scored. That really opened the floodgates. Yeah. Because it just, like, everything happened after that. There was Bama's finding ways to score, the block field goal, Georgia making uh, plays on defensive end with those two interceptions. It was just a, a way for the game to finally open up. I think there was just a lot of, like, tenseness. Um, that kind of lingered over into the start of the second half for some yeah. reason, between especially on the offensive end. But they also, you know, two really good defenses played against each other last night. So, you know what I actually think happened is when Georgia scored that first touchdown, I think they scored too quickly, and I think the Georgia defense was tired and didn't recover till later. Because if you remember, that touchdown came like it was like a big play. And then, like, that drive was only, like, two minutes. Yeah. And Georgia, I mean, Bama ran a ton of plays. Yeah. I mean, like, we talked about it last night. That yeah. Bryce threw, like, 58 times or something yeah, like that. Bryce threw the ball more times than Georgia had offensive snaps. Yeah. And then Bama also ran the ball, like, 25-plus times. So, like, Georgia's defense is, like, cooked at that point, right? Yeah. So, I think, like, them scoring that quickly, obviously great for Georgia, Maybe less great for Georgia's defense mm-hmm. of like, oh my God, we are dying from a conditioning perspective. And then they did catch their breath, but for that like bit, it was like, oh, now we have a shootout because both these defenses are just winded. Dude, how much insurance do you think Stenson Bennett is going to sell in the greater Athens area <laughs> for the next 35 years? That and my boy is never going to pay for a meal ever again in the state of Georgia, definitely in Athens ever again. Oh, for sure. Please tell me, and listeners, I hope you saw this video. If you are on Twitter, whatever socials you're on, please tell me you saw the video of him on Good Morning America. Oh, yeah. Of him just like absolutely gone. That is the one of the biggest national TV hangovers. Oh, top tier. It was so funny. Yeah. He was like, yeah. And he still like had some like good quotes in there of like a just about like life and stuff yeah i mean man was pounding victory beers right and yeah. like who could play like he's of age yeah. Yeah. he just won a national championship like let him celebrate yeah. but yeah dude that hangover had to yeah. be he was he was gone once once strahan started asking questions he was like yeah i just uh and he just oh man his face was pretty great i'm trying to think of like other tv like hangovers or like just being drunk during the interview because that's happened a couple of times in right. recent recent memory. Kucherov after the lightning. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. The shirtless. <laughs> there was some great clips that came out of that. There's a guy. I doubt you've seen this, but uh, the guy that won, I think, is the truck series like NASCAR. Like yeah, I definitely have it. Between the race and his like post race press conference, of he just won like the their version of winning the Super Bowl. Yeah. Like the season he won the playoffs was the last driver or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Between the race, in like 45 minutes, between the race and like victory lane, and then, okay, now we're going to do like a post-race thing at the the track still. Yeah. Like inside of an hour, he was gone. Oh, no. Like he was so, like he was a little bit beyond tipsy. Oh, no. But that produced some elite quotes. Oh, man. Of like, oh, wow. This guy's like, he's got, like, he's not fully here. Like, who has allowed him a microphone? Oh, no. That was a great one. Not quite as great as the Kucherov one, but. Yeah, the Kucherov one was fantastic. Quickly go back on the game. Um, Very surprised with how the, the other guys on Georgia's offense stepped up because if you think about the SEC title game, it was really just Stetson and, and Bowers, their tight end. Mm-hmm. Didn't see a lot of their running backs. Didn't see a lot of their receivers like make like big plays. Cook but had a big run. That, yeah, the Cook run was huge. The picket catch in the 
start of the second half was yeah. like a good it didn't lead to a score it didn't lead to a touchdown but it, it like changed the momentum of like oh there can be big plays in this Georgia offense right and then the the bomb that Stetson threw towards the end that was, was an incredible play incredible throw incredible block by James Cook um to buy him like two more seconds of time and then the catch was unreal that's got to be one of the best plays ever in CFE history right like uh, that, when you think about the scope of the play and the magnitude of the mm-hmm. moment I remember the one that sticks out to me and it's not that it was a great play but the Watson throw to Renfro at the end of the, the Clemson yeah, game when they won with like mm-hmm. a second left yeah that to me not that it was a better play no but that sticks out like to dump. me as yeah. like a that was a big one yeah. like because that was not like a layup throw and catch in the Clemson one. Oh, you know what it is though actually? Like bigger than that one is the uh Tua. Oh throw. yeah. That that's the that's the peak one. Like oh, the yeah. Tua throw to It was a uh, Smith, right? Yeah, Devante? it was Devontae. Yeah. In the in the last Georgia Bama title game. Mm-hmm. That's that's the best play ever in CFP history. Oh, for sure. But and I don't the, think it's particularly No, close. and it probably won't ever get topped because you know that's the story of that game, the comeback, Tua coming in for Jalen. Right. And then that's the the one that wins you the whole dang thing. That's the that's gotta be the best game in playoff history. That or the first Clemson Bama game. Yeah, that's true. That was a banger. The Stetson throw to I can't remember the whiteout's name to that guy at the end of the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. That's gotta be up there with like, Unreal throw and catch. Yeah, top two or three. I have two things. Okay. One. Do you think that was a fumble? The Bennett one, where Buddy was in by like three blades of grass. Oh my god! Is gosh. that a fumble or is that incomplete? Like now that it's over, uh, yeah, doesn't matter. Yeah, it at doesn't all. matter, right? I think it was a fumble, but just slightly. I think it stands. Whatever the call in the field was, I think it was going to stand. Yeah, they called it a fumble. Yeah, yeah. I think if they called it incomplete, I think it stands as incomplete. Also. Sure. Okay. If there was no call on the field, man, that's tough because it's like it's so bang bang. Like it's not Tom Brady tuck rule. But it's like, man, that's like, if his hand is moving forward, it is like for two frames. Yeah. Maybe not even two. Yeah. Maybe a half of a frame, to be fair. Like, yeah. So it's like, oh, man. Like, it doesn't matter at all now because yeah. Georgia won anyway. Right. But, oh, man, if Bama won, the controversy right now. And if Bama won, how embarrassed would Dick Sporting Goods be? Because remember last night when yeah. I saw that on Twitter? If For the listeners, if you didn't know... There was a point in the, I think it was the fourth quarter, right? It wasn't like earlier than that. It was, it may have been end of the third. Okay. Well, Dick Sporting Goods put out a advertised tweet promoting Georgia National Championship gear way before the game was over. And I was like, oh, uh, yeah. Like it was a one score game. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, like start of the fourth quarter around that time. Like not even close. Like there was still an hour left between that point and the actual end of the game. Yeah. And it was like, what are we doing, guys? And, like, it was not like a they took it down because people, like, told them. It was, like, it was up there. Like, I could have bought a shirt. They never took that down. No, I don't I think I think it was up did. the rest of the game. Yeah. Like, I could have bought something. The game was pre-recorded, confirmed. Yeah. Conspiracy. Dicks knew. Like, the Buffalo Wild Wings commercials where they're, like, <laughs> trying to get the game to overtime. Yeah. So they pop the sprinkler up so the kicker trips. And yep. And there's the game. It's the Dick's Sporting Goods version of that. Did you see the uh, one of the Georgia players did an interview on TV with the wrong hat on? Oh, it was uh, N'Kobe Dean, the mm-hmm. big guy on defense, 17. Yeah, I did see that. That yeah. was pretty funny. That can't happen. No. that's uh, How do you was... not notice also as a player? Yeah. I mean, you're, you're not thinking about that. You're just like, oh, I got the hat. I got the shirt. You're not even thinking about what's on the shirt. You're just wearing it. You know what I mean? Do you think there was more? Because that was the only one I saw like on TV. But do you think there's like a box out? I'm sure. I'm sure just one got mixed up in there and like Georgia's box. Because, you know, they obviously had a box ready in case Bama won. Right. And all those shirts are being shipped to like Kenya. Yes. Because that's that's what happens. Is that the last thing you were going to say or do you have no. something else? Oh. This could be an episode on itself, but... Okay, I'm, I'm here for it already. The playoff. At, as a concept, good. In practice, 
not so good. Sure. So are we keeping it? Are we expanding it? Are we going back to the BCS? We're just going to take the top two and go? Use the old computer system? Like, what are we doing? Okay. Because I don't know. I'm conflicted on that, for sure. I think we can do that after uh, Super Bowl. Yeah, for we sure. Can plan to do that, because that'll be in the middle of like the draft NHL season. and yeah, draft season, and NHL and NBA are like in the middle of their season, so it's not like super exciting. But yes, I have thoughts about the playoff. I have thoughts about expansion, and I lean a certain way on expansion. Um, we've already we talked about it off air, but um, that would be a good fun episode. Is that is that all you had? Yeah, I think that's it. Okay. Okay. Well, this actually wasn't as long as I thought, um, but it's still at? pretty long. I think we're at an hour. Okay. I think listener, you can expect Josh to be on here many a more time because we talk about. Lots of things, and we have debated lots of things off the air that we just need to now have on the air <laughs> on at the this air, point. Yeah. So it won't be just confined to sports. It'll be sometimes about, I don't know, video games or food or about the best minor league logos. team name or logo. Or, zookeepers, dude. Ooh, zookeeper. Elite. Woo! That's a yeah, pretty good. Pretty good logo, I will say. Might want to get that on a hat. But uh, anyway... So expect Josh to come back. He will be here to provide lots of good commentary and humor. Um, if you guys didn't know, he's a pretty pretty funny man. And the humor is very dry, but it's good I, humor. Uh, you know, I try. Yeah, you do. For sure. All right. This is fun, dude. We will do it again. We will. Soon. Thanks for thanks for being here. Is it divisional it. next week? Yep. Divisional round. The Titans are going to the Super Bowl, Dennis. All right. I'm holding you to it, bro. Maybe. I'm holding you to it. We got to do like a... Oh, we should do like a live bit during the Super Bowl if we end up watching it together. Mm, that could be fun. That would be really funny because w- one of our friends um, suggested that last night. We didn't even think about it for the college title game. But anyway, all right. This, uh, this was fun. See you guys. See y'all later. to follow him on youtube i think he said taco josh 114 on twitter he's in a host of josh at in a host of josh and then his instagram is at joshman 42 on youtube if you like nhl the video game and mlb the show content he is great for that so y'all be sure to go follow him we're gonna end this week with listen to this like we always do and in the theme of sports i'm going to recommend a podcast that I really like. I listen to the mainly basketball podcasts. I talked about one that my friends Brian and Tobin do called Spread the Floor. And I'll talk about that lots and lots of times. So I will always say listen to that because that's a great podcast. But I also really like this podcast series called The Old Man and the Three, which is JJ Reddick, former NBA player. That's really weird to say because he just retired. He does a podcast with a guy named Tommy Alter, and they interview um, current NBA players, former guys in the league. They started interviewing coaches recently. Um, they just did a, an episode with uh, the Raptors head coach, Nick Nurse, who I really like. They just did an episode with Dallas Maverick guard, breakout star, Jalen Brunson. It came out a few days ago. Um, I always like those like interview type of podcasts, especially when it comes to sports and involving players and stuff. So yeah, y'all be sure to listen to The Old Man and the Three. Um, There's a lot of great episodes and they kind of do the best that they can as far as like diversifying guys from different teams and from different backgrounds and stuff. And I really enjoy what they bring to like the NBA podcast world. So there you go. Old Man and the Three. It's everywhere on wherever you get podcasts. Um, Thanks for being here, guys. This is the end of this episode if you like what you heard thank you for being here please leave us a nice little review on spotify or apple Podcasts or well there's not a lot of places where you can get this podcast as of now but i know you can get them on those two and on anchor and i think on google now anyway uh leave us a review um on there tell me what you think i don't know when the next episode will come out because like i said this is a very busy week so it'll come soon but uh 
feel free to share this with your friends, um, especially if you have football friends. Come back next time. More conversations with people that I love and respect are on the way. Till then, be good. Do good. <laughs>